All right, welcome into the Oklahoma Sports Podcast. We're the little podcast on the prairie. I'm Jared, and across the couch from me sits Chase. Hey, how's it going today, J-Mac? I'm good. I, uh, I'm just sitting here on the couch enjoying... Um, it was a decent day out today in Oklahoma. It was a decent weather day. Had a good weekend of sports again. My Cowboys won. Uh, your Bears won yeah, as well. Yeah, I got a real big win last night in Chicago. Yeah, so we're kind of reduced to, to mainly focusing on... <laughs> Watching football wise the NFL because you know we're waiting for bowl season to start for college football. Yeah, which it can't come quick enough at this point. But we did get to watch a lot of awards, and uh, our guy Kyler Murray goes home with the Heisman. Yeah, I was really happy. Not not as sh- not as shocked as I would have been about three weeks ago, but but still very happy. It turns out, and it's awesome because it turns out it is in fact important to play the 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 biggest games of your season well if you're trying to win the Heisman I mean that's really what we learned 13% of voters voted before the conference championship game which is ridiculous to me but yeah we those, those things but it's still Kyler had a great performance against Texas and Tua was awful against Georgia I don't I don't even want to give him it I mean a lot of people will say well he didn't have his best game he was downright pretty bad yeah I mean he had some drops that he can't control but he just wasn't very accurate with the ball, and his receivers didn't give him any help. And I mean, he was kind of careless with the football as well. Yeah, and he took he he took some sacks and some bad spots. He just he didn't have that pocket awareness that we've come to see from Kyler week in and week out. And and add that to the fact that you know he just wasn't very mobile. He's not he's not super mobile to start off with. I no, mean, he's, I was, he's, a, he's a good athlete, but if you've got a hurt ankle as well, like I was gonna say, that doesn't do anything. No, to help doesn't him. do anything at all. So before we go too far, let's talk a little bit about the award show. So uh, the actual college football awards, kind of the smaller awards, stuff like the Maxwell and all those awards actually happened, uh, I want to say Thursday night or yeah. something. Yeah, midweek. Uh, of that week of that, you know, Heisman was on Saturday. And so I'm sitting here and um, Tua wins player of the year, Maxwell player of the year, and uh, Walter Camp player of the year. But so I was like, okay, so I guess Tyler's not Kyler's not going to win because nor because like three or four years past, it's it's yeah, been, like the last five or yeah. something. And but what I realize is, and, and I don't know if you know this or not, I was freaking out. I was like, no, 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 two is going to win. This is like you know, this was before the Bavada odds and all those had changed. And I was sitting here like, man, he's going to win. But then a guy told me that those two particular things that he won, those are voted on. Like I think even before the last regular season game, not even counting the conference championship. Okay, that makes sense. So those sense. were voted on a while back. Yeah. And one of those I learned, uh, I think it's the one of these awards that uh, that goes to quarterbacks or slash best players is like you can pay fifty bucks and then you can vote. Yeah. <laughs> it's seriously, it's like a yearly subscription thing to be wow. in the club. So boosters all around are just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, you know, two has got there's. A thousand Bama fans that think they're helping the Bama cause by voting for their guy, you know, blindly. Yeah. So it is what it is. I can't wait to get into it with some Bama fans. Oh man, it's it's gonna be great. And then you know they had a the wide receiver Judy, didn't he win the Blitzer? Yeah. Cough? So Jerry Judy was oh, number nineteen. Shocked me. Number nineteen in receiving this season and won the wide receiver of the year. Yeah, he was I mean, he was barely in the top twenty. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood was far and away better, and then I he even, wouldn't even get invited. No, and I would have even given it to uh, Wallace, Wallace from from Oklahoma State. He's well, he was a runaway favorite. People were yeah, like, oh, it, it's I a thought a foregone conclusion. That's what I thought and as well. That happened, and then you see Bama fans scrambling. Well, well it's not all about stats. He he it, actually is the best juker in the whatever he the can juke anyone. Juker. I was like, 
that is not what this award is. It's not the guy with the fastest feet award. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. That's because that's really the one position where numbers are probably the most important thing when you're looking at giving out an award. Um, because you, you, when the ball comes to you, you've got to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's not like quarterback where you have every play of the ball in your hands. You only got so many opportunities. And Judy just, he, like I said, he was number 19 on the receiving list. I, I, I think that was uh, pretty I was, crazy. I was shocked. Yeah, that that was out of out of all the awards that were given out that night. That was the one that shocked me the most, just because you had a lot of other guys who I thought, you know, the the kid from Arizona State's really solid. The uh, obviously, I just thought Wallace was going to win it. I didn't even give this award a second thought when they were talking about announcing. I yeah. thought, I thought, oh, you know, Wallace, you know, over at Oklahoma State, they're gonna they're gonna bring home another Bolitnikoff and 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 things will be good in Stillwater and. You know the lone bright spot maybe for their for their season, but Alabama had to stole take that away. <laughs> I feel a little bit bad. You know we we as OU fans make fun of OSU a lot, but you know every once in a while it's good to see them get their little whatever their little share of it, and uh, it gets ripped away by Bama. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But other than that, uh, Kyler Kyler won Quarterback of the Year. Uh, that is the Davy O'Brien Award, and that may be the one that is voted on by people. I can't remember. Like one of those know, is though. Yeah, it's one of the. I was just. I can't remember the name of it, but I was just looking it up and stuff. But uh, we'll move on a little bit. I mean, let's talk about the Heisman, I guess, a little yeah. bit more, because that whole Dive ceremony. Deep. Did you watch it? I got. I caught a little bit of oh, bits and pieces. Oh, it was yeah. cringe. I just. It was I so knew. Bad. I knew going in. Like it started at seven. I wasn't about to turn that on at seven. I'm sorry. I've seen all the. All the all the Ronaldi pieces that are going to try to make you cry throughout college football season. I've seen the puff pieces about every every Heisman candidate. Yeah, I just I really just wanted to see who won it, and I really wanted it to be Kyler. You know, I was just kind of done with yeah. just just the showmanship of of it all. I yeah, was just, I was just tired of I it. I told Anna, she, we were, my wife was sitting here and watching it with me, and I told her, I guess I said, I guess for us, this is like Miss America now. It's like a pageant. The way they like ask each guy questions and see how they answer it, and like, then they put him in this room, and then this guy interviews him, and he asks him this question, and it's like it's weird. It's funny though. I was gonna kind of make a joke out of it because, not I guess it's kind of a joke, but uh, Tua uh, Tagovailoa, the the Bama quarterback, is like the only guy at the Heisman that ESPN didn't make another promo for. It was the same it's one the same they used one earlier, for- which is like Ohana Maine's family in but in <sighs> Hawaii, and family's a big deal. Because it's so important because family here just doesn't mean anything. Like, it, I mean, like, do we not love our families here? Is that that big a deal? I, I mean, mean, I do. I, well, but it's, it is different for them because th- this is the part I was getting at. They cut out a, a certain piece that was shown the first time, which was his dad. His dad used to beat him for stuff. Like, oh. he, he made him be left-handed. He 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 chose the college for Tua. I saw that. Anytime Tua had a bad game, he whooped him with a belt. Ooh. Like even as a high schooler and stuff. Super super weird and cringy. And after you once you hear that stuff and then see his dad talk, it's like I don't want to hear this crap. So ESPN smartly the second time they showed this promo the, during the Heisman thing, they cut that part out. Um, so the memes were gone. But I could kind of, you know, like I said, I kind of felt like Tua was gonna win, and then. Um, the way they gave Kyler half the show, I mean, he had, when I looked at my watch and we were 30 minutes into an hour show and all they had talked about was Kyler. I said, they don't even have time to do this much on the other guys. So 
started to feel pretty good about Kyler's chances. Yeah, and and you can hear, you know, whatever you want from Alabama fans about, oh, well, you know, you know, Tua didn't have to play fourth quarters. You know, they, that's not a good thing for him. The SEC. No, it's. Not. I don't know why don't, they think that I, they, that means he gets extra all points. That, or all something. that means is that you have a dominant team, and your like, that position doesn't have to be as good. Right. I mean, for OU, OU's got great position players. You know, they they lacked in the defensive category, which which we've talked about. But Kyler's just been electric. I don't know how you could put tape of him next to a game that two has played and just not notice just how electric he is playing and i think that i think that voters did and then they took into account them playing texas and and not playing a lot of these cupcake teams and just how well he played in big moments yeah and 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 that's a good thing uh you got several plays of kyler running down the field 70 yards uh, throwing an 80 yard bomb to hollywood or something like that you look at two his highlights it's like him in a perfectly clean pocket and then he throws a 10-yard slant to Judy, and he jukes one guy from the Citadel and then scores a touchdown. He is the best juker in the league, he's Jared. Got, he's just amazing. But, you know, that's that's what I'm saying. It, there's there's a certain way that Kyler played, and his numbers were better. At the end of the day, that on top of it, too. Yeah. He Not only did he look more electric and was more fun to watch, his numbers were better. He carried his team better. You know, the last game of the year for Bama, Hurts had to come back from down 14. The yep. Tua had him in a 14-point hole, and he, their, his backup came in and won him the game. Yeah, to win the game. It's, There's no argument there. No, so no. That'll I, shut up soon, you know. I mean, once, especially once we get closer to this to this Bama as we transition in. If, if you have anything else to say about uh, the Heisman? No, I mean, it's just the, the guy who they've commissioned to build statues – uh, he's got to get. He's got some Owen work Field ahead is, of him. Yeah, he's got a lot of work ahead. They're talking of him. about that. They might actually have to like. They don't. They're not sure where they're going to put the new statues. Yeah, they talked about putting them on the other side of the stadium, or I don't know, because they'd have to like pave a parking lot over. I think. To, yeah, I guess like, nobody thought that this was going to happen. I mean, odds at the beginning of the season for Kyler to win the Heisman were four hundred to one. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah you put a you put a little money down on that, you're probably sitting pretty right now on that investment. <laughs> yeah, I saw some receipts on Twitter. Some guys are uh, loaded. So. <laughs> but let's start talking about it. Bama and OU lining up. There's been a lot of talk about a uh, certain Bama co-defensive coordinator, uh, Pete Golding, I believe his first name's Pete. And uh, he is the co-defensive coordinator of Bama. He doesn't call the plays, to my knowledge, but he's been there. Uh, they basically gave him that job title to try to keep keep him to stick around. Yeah. We saw news break this week. Some pleb on Twitter with like 90 followers <laughs> was like, he's going to Ole Miss, Ole Miss defensive coordinator. Blah blah blah, and then that turned out not to be true. And in yep. fact, they hired a uh, Colorado's ex coach um, as their DC. But so his name is still out there. But we haven't heard any grumblings from OU or anything like that. Any rumors, really? Even uh, that's who all the OU OU fans seem to have singled out uh, for their new defensive coordinator. But it's an interesting, uh, I guess, caveat or, or like uh, an interesting storyline as we go into this Bama OU game. Yeah, it, it's big. And, you know, there's another story that developed that, you know, Bama's offensive coordinator, what's his name, Mike Loxley, yeah. is taking the job at, at Maryland. Maryland. Is, or, I, lost, I don't know if it's um, official, but... They lost... I think they had two offensive coordinators and lost them both. Yeah, but I, I think he's still going to stay around for the ball, for the I playoffs. I think they both are. But but still, like, that's that that affects you mentally when you've it's got something... It's not nothing. When you've got a job like that lined up, like, you want to go ahead and start preparing now and recruiting because at a place like Maryland, they don't get a lot of big right. time athletes so any guys that you can get in state or around the area you want to try and get now and so 
he's going to have his focuses in a lot of different areas, which I think is going to be is going to be big for for what they're doing. No, it's huge. And here's the other side of that, Chase, is that let's say it's during the game. Let's say OU all of a sudden has a 14 to 7 lead. It's a little bit of controversy on the sideline. And their coach is saying, hey, you guys got to run better routes or whatever. Are you really going to, like, listen to this dude who's leaving you and be like, yes, coach? Or are you going to be like, shut up, dude. Like, I'm just playing my game. It's going to be some amount of drama. Now, whether it's a lot or, or a little, we'll see. I think that'll dictate. It's something. Yeah, I think I think the amount of drama will be dictated by the score on the field. Because when, when, when you're winning, everything's fine. It doesn't right. matter. But there's a little adversity in a guy's coming at you. Who who is leaving you? Even if it's, if it's for you know, I would I don't know if I would argue that a head coach at Maryland is a better job than an OC at Alabama, but I guess for his eyes, probably a better paycheck, you know, more control over his own team. You got to try to make a name for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Nobody and, nobody knew who the OC at Bama was. No, no, nobody nobody did until this came out, and then you kind of had to look the guy up because you didn't even know who he who he was or what he looked like or anything. Yep. But you know, this game comes down to, and I'll probably get on a tangent here because I'm tired of it. <laughs> um so you have the, the it's differing storylines, right? You have you have Jalen Hurts and, and Tua and Jalen just came in, you know, all your your 55, 60 year old loyal your loyal old men told you, Oh, well if you if you lose the starting spot, you know, stay it things will work out. Things will work out. Yeah. And so so it's just been that's been pushed. Ever since Jalen Hurts came back in that game, it's been see what happens if you stay. Look what happens if you stay where you should be and just fight through and accept it. And on the other side of things, you have Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. Transferred from from A and M and won a Heisman. Yep. At OU. Yeah. He and was I'm, in a bad situation. Yeah. Coaches hated him, and he hated it. Yeah. I mean, and I just I'm tired of of people dictating what a kid should do just because just because they think oh well he should just stay. Like if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. Go where you can succeed. I'm just I, I saw it over and over and over. Yeah. Especially when Jalen Hurts thing, guys on Twitter, you know, guys like Doug Gottlieb were like. See, this is what happens when you stay and stick it out. Stay with these guys. No, I mean, you got benched. You have more opportunities somewhere else. Their goal is to make it to the league. Yeah, I mean, you don't care why about would being you? Bama's backup. No, I mean, but I, like, and it'd be different like, maybe if he was like a legit – I mean, he's a good quarterback, but yeah. he's not a great quarterback. Right. It'd probably be different if he was – if he thought in his mind he was going to be like a top, you know, three-round pick, you know, yeah. whatever. But, yeah. but, I mean, I'm just – that that narrative just needs to be put to bed. Just let – the kid make the best decision for himself yeah that's well, a good and, side and, point yeah sure. and if he wants to if he makes a mistake doing it you know so be it he he but he got to make the decision himself don't don't come on here as a, as a twitter warrior or a radio personality and tell that kid no you should stay because that's the man that recruited you yeah and he's giving you a chance while all these other coaches would do the same thing for right. you like it's i'm i'm tired of it yeah i agree and then but you, but i think it's important that you do bring up jalen hurts because here's the thing if you if you look at a lot of the uh, videos and stuff that was coming out of the Heisman hype stuff. You see Tua on a cart. He's not even put any weight on his foot. Now at the at the um, Heisman ceremony itself, he took the boot off and he was actually yeah, on I his feet. Yeah. But he didn't put hardly any pressure on that foot. He just had surgery. Yeah, this isn't no little bitty high ankle sprain. Oh, they just opened him up to like you don't you don't do surgery on someone unless it's pretty bad. There's a really good chance. That we won't even see uh, Tua play in this game. We might just have Jalen Hurts. OU's definitely preparing for both. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I just uh, there was a rumor, and, and it's a totally a rumor uh, that basically there was a doctor that worked with the doctor that operated on Tua, 
And he said, there's no way in the world that dude's going to play. Yeah. He said, it's bad. He said, it was, that wasn't just, it wasn't just a high ankle sprain, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He got his knee worked on. He got his ankle worked on. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. And they're going to keep that close to the vest. Right. Because you'll they don't, never know until no, the game. It's, it's just gamesmanship. You don't want to announce who that quarterback is just because it's, they're going to have to prepare for both guys. Yeah. So it takes time away. Right. If you're otherwise, if you know for sure it's hurts, yeah. you're just loading up the box trying to figure out a way to stop his run power and things like that. Yeah, but but if if it's if it's both, and you know they could go to a system that you saw kind of early in the year where they played both guys. You know, you just don't yeah. know what they're yeah. going to do at this point because you don't know Tua's health and you won't know his health until game day. Really, right. you won't know because I doubt that he's going to put a lot of weight on it right now. He's probably just doing some small rehab things, you know, trying to get back as quickly as possible without overexerting and re-injuring. So, so I think I think that's that's big for them in that I don't I don't know how much OU would have would have game planned either way. I, I mean they're good at game plan, but I mean like differentiating between Tua and Hertz. I don't I don't know if OU is going to come out and, and try anything different, or if they're just going to say you know let's just try to keep yeah keep doing keep what we're doing. We played we played good against teams who have tried to pound the ball up the middle lately. I hope they do. I hope I hope Bama does try to run it. Yeah yeah. I mean that that's ideal for OU, but. And, and, and I've realized that Alabama doesn't have a lot of big, strong, physical receivers like we've seen all year in the Big 12. Right. These guys like like Judy and some of the other receivers, they've got a, they've got a good tight end who's a big physical guy. But most times, you're going to have probably Caleb Kelly lined up on him. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. It's so, a little bit easier matchup yes, for him than, yeah, then, than a wide out. Yeah. And so I think that, that these wide receivers not being really big and physical... I think is gonna is gonna play to to some of OU strengths and that some of those jump balls are, are underthrown passes. It's just you had you had a guy you know that's gonna play on Sundays, little Jordan Humphreys, Colin Johnson, who's just massive, just towering over our DBs, yeah. being able to go up and make a play. That's, that's their that's when they're at their best. Those yeah. big dudes, and, and so they can they can negate a bad throw. And I'm not sure how well Alabama's wide receivers can negate a bad throw. Right. It it's just I think that's that's something to, to look for at least on the outsides for for OU. Yeah, defensively. Yeah, I mean, I would I would think that OU is going to keep it simple. That's what they've kind of done. It's nice that. Uh, some of these freshmen and sophomores had such good experience. They feel really slighted as well. Just, you can just tell from their Instagrams. Uh, they know that everyone in the media and stuff thinks they're just going to get destroyed. Uh, and so that's a little extra motivation for them in, in preparation for this bowl. But, yeah, they're going to have to get ready for both Tua and, and uh, Jalen Hurts because they basically run a different offense. Uh, we saw Hurts run the ball a lot against Georgia. I want to talk about Georgia real fast yeah. because there was a uh, – while we flip over to OU's offense. But yeah. they talked about Georgia on uh, – I believe it was ESPN. I saw that. And a guy said, yeah, Georgia could run the ball. OU doesn't have that kind of running power. And OU's ranked higher than Georgia in rushing. Yeah, with less attempts. But but I realized the dude that said that is like an NFL guy, and he totally just got brought in for a segment and yeah. had no clue, yeah. and just the, assumed. The, I know the dude. The dude is a, like a quarterback guru or whatever, like on like Twitter and ESPN's bringing him to do that. So he breaks down quarterbacks. So you know he's not really. I mean, he's not really paying attention to anything other than the quarterback play, and he's probably looking at a few numbers and just kind of just going off one game eye test wise. Right, yeah, yeah, that's likely right. So I don't want to harp on him too much, but no. OU, if OU can run the ball the way Georgia ran the ball, they've got a really good shot in this game 
because they can do that and still and they can still set up their their wide receivers for for those little uh, across the middle routes, deep routes, and things like that. So uh, I want to talk about Hollywood Brown real quick. Yeah, because I think he's gonna play. I've only too. heard one person say he wasn't. It was like Chris Carter or somebody. He was like, and it's too bad they're not gonna have him for the game. And I was like, where did he get that? Because yeah. no one else is saying that. No, and, and, and he's not. He doesn't have a boot on. He's no, walking around with no boot. He's working out. He's like, working out. And, and even if he's not playing, it's another one of those gamesmanship things. Like, right. oh, he's not gonna come out and say. No, you know, he's he's just not going to play. You know, he's going to be on the sidelines cheering his team on, but he's not going to be out there. No, like, you want the other team to have to game plan and prepare for who you're going to be putting on the field, whether they end up playing or not. Right. Just because you can add some wrinkles if he's out there, and you can add some more if he's not. Like, they're not, they're not right. being prepared for certain things. But 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 back to the, the idea that, that Georgia has a better running game than OU. Like, I don't know if there's a better offensive line other than maybe Wisconsin. Oh, not this year. Not this year. That like that that's been better than OU in both pass protection and and right and run blocking. So, just, just to think that Georgia's a more physical team because maybe their backs are just more north and south. Want to run run through you? Maybe they don't have the same explosiveness that a Kennedy Brooks does. Right. But it's just a different style. But but OU's offensive line has been amazing. I mean, ever since you, I point to the to the Red River rivalry that Texas game. Ever since then, that that offensive line just just oh, formed man. as a unit and has been blowing people away ever since. Yeah, and it's crazy. You just hop on Twitter and you can find highlights. I saw one today. It was actually from the UCLA game, but Cody Ford just like picked a D end up from UCLA and just slammed him. I mean, yeah. these dudes are doing things that you don't see at this level. So uh, the offensive line definitely going to be a big key, and I think they're I think they're really going to open up the ground game a lot. I think OU's going to rush the ball basically at will. I think Bama's probably going to try to put pressure on Kyler. And so we'll see how that turns out. That's a different yeah. part of the ball, but we'll get into more of that as we as we as we get closer to the game. We got a few podcasts. Yeah, in yeah, still. definitely have a few. Man, uh, what do you think about your uh, OU Sooners basketball team? Man, Long Cougars got them boys looking nice. They're good. They're good. They, they look they, really good. They're just they just play so hard, and it's different than last year because they play such good defense. Uh, it's kind of just a different style. I don't think it's. I mean, people will try probably try to make it about uh, Trey Young, but it's really less about that more just about the other guys just playing a lot better he didn't have that supporting cast last year no well the, here's the thing like the OU last year was the youngest team in the big 12 oh wow. this year they're the oldest yeah because of the grad transfers they brought in and they're just guys get gaining a year essentially you got those guys who were who were maybe you know sophomores and juniors last year not ready for the spotlight have been there have had have had you know national ESPN national broadcast national spotlight on them continuously so they know how to handle it and then pair that with yeah just just with the grit of this team like I if you'd have told me to start this season that they were going to go into Madison Square Garden and beat a good Notre Dame team and then follow that up with a blowout win over Wichita State which wasn't even close yeah a neutral site yeah and, and again in a neutral site like this team it's clicking and and while they do they do play ugly basketball at times they figured out a rhythm with what they do and and you know People can hate and, and, and whatnot on Jamani McNeese all they want. You know, you saw it in years past. Oh, he jumps at everything. He He's not skilled. He's gotten a ton better. Yep. yep. He's, he's developed a few post moves inside. He's always been a good rim runner. He's he's always been an elite shot blocker. He may jump a time or two, but when you're an elite shot blocker, you expect to block shots. Like, I would rather him, you know, bite on a pump fake every now and then than try to take a charge. Like, that's, that's not his game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's a good time to watch OU basketball. They've probably got a couple games, I would assume. I haven't. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Uh, in between now and and the Orange Bowl, so try to get uh, some OU basketball in there. It's a fun time to watch them. 
I want to thank everybody for making this a possibility. We are on SoundCloud, we are on Apple Podcasts, and we are on Spotify. Yes, sir. Um, also on social media, is, um, we're trying to follow most everybody back, especially if you're a fan of the podcast, at OK Sports Podcast. And uh, hit us up. Tell us what you think of the show. That stuff's always welcome as well. Yeah, bring on the hate too. If you didn't like it, let us know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come at us. We will. Uh, we'll be ready to battle. Yep, definitely. Thanks again. Appreciate you.